there you go. <laughs> Hey yo, what's going on everyone? My name is Blackamora and that means you're watching or listening to the streamcast and I've got a jam-packed end of year edition of the podcast to give to you today and we've got guests that we've had on here before introducing first from a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy. He's king of nerds and the indie games. Welcome back from the nerd alternative, Hassan. How you doing bro? It's a pleasure to be back. Uh Let's see how long before I get booted, because <laughs> it's... Oh my God, my finger over my, your my name. My going to be doing some business. You are you're not ready for today. <laughs> oh my God. I've always got my finger over your name, you just with the X button. So yeah, just... just I, I, yes, good, good, <laughs> yes. And last, but certainly not least, from Burnout Brighter, some would say she wants a bit more freedom in the games out here. Welcome back, Destiny. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. I think the last time I was on here, I didn't have braces. So now I'm looking at myself and it's like <laughs> blaringly obvious. But um, no, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me on. That's okay. I only ask for the best of the best, which is why you two are here. As we look back on the best of 2022, as we get through another dog year where covid has mutated and found five new strains and everyone's sick but we want to focus on the good stuff this year the games so i want to go around and ask people what they have been enjoying the most this year and let's start with you destiny what have you been enjoying the most this year whether or not it's been released this year so i feel like i'm more of an indie gamer than like a big blockbuster um, gamer. I think one of the games that I was really excited for, and we actually had the dev come on and interviewed him because I like stalked him, um, <laughs> was Beacon Pines, which is a really, really cool uh, game. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's done really, really well. Um, it's kind of like an atmospheric game. It's a little creepy and you play these cute little characters who are trying to solve this mystery absolutely love the art style the music's great that's a really good game and then i'm really excited for peppered which is another indie game that's coming out the the commentary is just hilarious we also had those devs on because i stalked him for like a year and was like come on to the show um <laughs> is that your strategy that is listen <laughs> when i find a game that i'm super excited about i immediately go follow them on all their social media platforms and i'm like hey have you ever thought about being on a podcast and talking about your game? And usually they're like, I don't know. And then I ask every couple of months, hey, I know your game's coming out soon. Or, hey, you got a Kickstarter. Like, Outside we'll their window. For you. Hey, hey, let me in. Yeah, let me in. Listen, listen. Yes, that is me. So, um, but if you guys haven't checked out Peppered, please go check that out. Uh, Beacon Pines is out on Steam right now. Um, and Peppered's demo is up. It, it's hilarious. Uh, the guy, the person, the developers are from, they're not from the Ukraine, but they're from Europe. So the humor in it, I think a lot of people would enjoy. It's kind of like self, uh, was it deprecating? deprecating? Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, but the sarcasm in it is great. And I love a good story with narrative design. Um, so those two for the indie games. And then for the big one, obviously God of War because I love Kratos. Ooh. 
He's my bae, even though he doesn't know it yet. If he had a social media, I would stalk him, ask him to come onto the show. Um, I would stalk Kratos to get him thank, on the pod. Thank you. Like, totally worth stalking. Um, let it be known, I'm, I'm I've never stalked anybody things, in my life. I don't life. know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely love uh, the narrative. Honestly, my favorite story out of all of those was the third one when we first get introduced to him and his son because in the other ones he's just really angry the whole time and I just like didn't really connect with him but the the story that they built up between him and his son was just like really really well done I haven't played this new one yet uh Ragnarok but I did buy a PS5 last Ooh. week so that I nice. can do it yeah so it's not out You're of the in. box yet but you're in for such a treat you yeah i'm i'm super excited super excited but yeah those are my i think those are my top three games for this year uh i i have a list do you have like 45 minutes yeah (laughs) um (laughs) uh, (laughs) well like buckle up i guess like um i'm I'm very much like you like i mostly play indie games um i think god of war is the only triple a game that i like really sunk my teeth into this year um there's a couple of games that kind of like crept in last year that I really think need to kind of get like more accolades and kind of more laurels thrown their way. Uh, Nobody Saves the World was a game I played back in January and it like blew my socks off. Like it's one of those games where like when you first play it, you don't really realize like how deep and like kind of rich the game, uh, the gameplay loop is. And then you start to get into it in about an hour. You're like, oh, this is going to be my life for the next two weeks or so. <laughs> this is all I'm going to do. I'm going to write these down as you're saying them so that I can check them out. Um, Go on. Yeah, it's Nobody <laughs> Saves the World. Um, Skull the Hero Slayer, which is this beautiful pixel art um, roguelike by a Korean development team. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I can't recommend that game enough. Like Mechanically, it is phenomenal. The gameplay is beautiful. The world is beautiful and rich. and The customization of your character and all the kind of like different changeable items you can find in different runs chef kiss it's so good um i can't talk about roguelikes without cult of the lamb which instantly hooked me like the moment i saw like the first trailer like e3 a couple of years back i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna like this game this this is gonna be my kind of thing right um it didn't have like any reason to be as deep in the cult and world building stuff and like the sim elements of the game and the dungeon crawling side of it was super fun and engaging as well highly recommend that game um in in a kind of different tact there was two games that really weren't my wheelhouse but they really surprised me and they like really gripped me um the first one was a game called citizen sleeper which is all okay. about the narrative and the choices that you make and it's you're never fighting anyone. You're never like having any tense battles like that. But through the way the story kind of unfurls and your kind of pending death that's like haunting you throughout this journey is so beautiful and gut wrenching. And the characters that you meet are so engaging and really thought provoking. It's a stunning world that is drawn. I it's like a comic. Like it looks like a like a graphic novel. It's beautiful. Um, and the other game on that kind of side is Pentiment, where you basically play CSI Bavaria. <laughs> it is so much fun, and like Obsidian's writing is 
spot on. If you if you like an RPG that's that's going to have more layers than you think going in, and is going to tell this really kind of interesting and thought provoking like story, and it's it's done in this Renaissance art style, this like beautiful kind of monastic, like detailed painting kind of portrait style, and as you go further and further into this world and you start to like peel away the layers of the mystery you inst- you find yourself going i need to know everything about this world i need to know everything about everyone in this small town and it has that creepy kind of everyone knows everyone and everyone's in their own business kind mm. of small town feel to it's it's spot on and i think my game of the year the game that like really spoke to me the most is tunic oh was okay. super cute so good like uh, I love old school Zelda. Like that was one of the first games that really kind of got me into gaming. And Tunic is like a love letter to old school Zelda, but only insofar as the kind of the the visuals and the skin deep. It's so much more robust and it's so much more engaging in like the really difficult kind of grindy like nature to the gameplay. Like the boss battles are phenomenal. Like they're so well crafted and like it's it's really difficult. I would you going into this, you're gonna struggle with this game. It's not an easy game. It kind of feels a little bit like Dark Souls in the way that you have to like manage stamina and health and all that kind of stuff. And it's got the most detailed and like insanely kind of like mystery rich world. Like you kind of piece things together as you find this old school kind of game manual. And it's all in this alien language that you don't really understand. And there's like annotations in the margins. And you kind of have to pick through the mystery through other mysteries everyone needs to play tunic i love that game (laughs) i love zelda so like i i saw it but i also heard people saying like how difficult it was um and i hate dark souls games so i was really Mm -hmm. worried at first about playing it (laughs) (laughs) so there there is like a very um a very flexible difficulty mechanics um in the game so if it's a little bit too difficult for you you can fine-tune the combat and all that kind of stuff to make mm. it approachable for you which is super interesting Trey has uh, also expressed a lot of interest in Tunic so I think that's a game that he'll like because he also hates Dark Souls and <laughs> I'm trying to get him to play Dark Souls so I think Tunic might be a nice way to ease him into it <laughs> yeah for sure I, I can't lie I feel a bit basic compared to your very expressive and unique answers um because the favorite games i've enjoyed this year are both from software games and um <laughs> if you've been watching the streams you probably know what they are uh first of all is bloodborne and i can't believe that bloodborne was this year that i played it completely by happenstance played it on the ps5 and it is one of the best games i've played of all time it's a really intriguing dark world and i think the aesthetic is why i like it so much so you're in this gothic world and it plays just like a Dark Souls game, but you can't block. And all of a sudden, the game is a lot more interesting because you can't stand still and hide behind your shield. Now you've got to roll. Now you've got to manage your position a lot better in fights. You can parry, which is a godsend, but you have to find another way of playing a franchise that you've been playing for how many years if you've been playing it as the games come out. And I found that really intriguing. I found the story really powerful as well. Um, the way From Software tells stories, I'm not the biggest fan of because it's told via dialogue, which is obviously a lot more realistic in the real world. But there's no cutscenes. There's no real. 
it's not like a god of war for example or horizon um so i kind of struggled to get with the story for about half of the game and then all of a sudden it all clicked which i think is commendable and i think it goes to speak to the better a game plays the better the story is and the more engaged i'm going to be with a lot of the previous dark souls games i um had to summon friends to help me kill the bosses because it was so hard but with bloodborne i could more or less solo the game which also made me feel really good but then also made me feel like the the difficulty level or the difficulty of the game isn't so much in the clunkiness of the game but more so the difference in ability that you need to overcome or the obstacle that you need to overcome so bloodborne is there for me up there um a really challenging game that i don't think just takes the piss with how hard it is i think there's a very big difference between a game that's just hard for being hard sake and a game that's hard in order for you to learn a specific mechanic to kill a specific boss and you won't mm. need that same technique to kill another boss because they'll have different strengths and timing uh similarly Sekiro is up there on that list as well <laughs> I whenever I said I hated that game I, I I meant I hate that I'm bad at it that game is so good it's ridiculously good and it's one of those hard dark souls games i never thought i'd be saying that as soon as i picked up the pad i just fell in love with the game and i just said this is how these hard games should play a lot of times these hard games just make me feel heavy almost like i'm in quicksand but i felt really light and quick and i think i really like being quick in games so it was really easy for me to pick up but obviously difficult for me to overcome master complete and similar to Bloodborne, each boss had a different way of killing and fighting. So some uh, enemies I needed to use specific magic and items against. And that was really enthralling. And it's all on the Twitch, I think. Twitch.tv forward slash Dreamcast TV. Again, another story that's told via the characters, which after Bloodborne, I was a lot more receptive to. And I like how I haven't got the best ending yet, which is just when you become evil and you just kill everyone. I want that one specifically. <laughs> I don't want the. I don't want peace. I want problems. I. <laughs> oh the people, black and then imagine you like Cyclops. That's so. I, I think because he's my polar opposite. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I need to be grounded. <laughs> I don't think grounding is possible at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, even though I hate how long it's going to take me to replay this because I think I've sunk in 100 hours so far. I've just done one playthrough. I want to replay it just so I can get that really bad ending and then drop it. But yeah, really, those two games that I've mentioned have taken up so much of my year in a good way, but I just never thought it would be two From Software titles that would have my intention for most of the year. I thought, you know, I'd move on to something like Horizon Forbidden West, which I haven't picked up yet because I've been busy playing those two games. I guess if I talk about games that were released this year, there are, I guess there's a lot more variety there. Um, I was surprised by how good WWE 2K22 was. After the horror show that was 2K20, that was so bad that 2K21 just got shut down. That just never sees the light of day. You mean game of the year 2K20? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the absolute worst game I would say of all time when 2020 hit the game was unplayable I think that goes to show how shit the game was but um, they really pulled it back in 22 it was just fun it wasn't I think they, they 
kind of reverted back to what made those wrestling games fun in the first place, which was the arcade feel, which was the, this is crazy. This isn't real life. You can mess around with mechanics and stuff. And um, we're just watching the community take to it so well. Everyone that I've seen has really enjoyed the game. They've even laughed at the botches and the mistakes, the glitches, as opposed to this game sucks. I'm going to quit. Got the quarry as well. The super massive games, I think, are really underrated. I really liked Until Dawn. And I think this, the quarry, is the best game that they've put out now, up to date. Um, the in-game mechanics, the QTEs, the decision making. I think they've really given a lot of power and utility to the player to control the destiny of these characters. And um, not everyone that I wanted to survive, survived. But, you know, that's what happens in life sometimes. Um, I really enjoyed um, the mythical creature as well, even though Kira and I figured out uh, what mythological creature was going to be in the game. It was still a shock to actually see what happened in the game. Um, I think my one critique was the game was just entirely too dark. But I get it. It's, it's meant to be like that. You're out late at night, you're 10 teens. And I, I guess it's meant to be dark to add to the scary factor. But... Uh, I just couldn't see a lot of it. So that kind of <laughs> took me out of it. <laughs> you couldn't see what you'd be scared of. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> did you try, like, adjusting the settings so you could see? Uh, I did try that. Uh, it, it, just just, it was just, like, more dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, for me personally, it just wasn't bright enough. I understand. I have the same problem when I'm playing MMOs and I'm playing with other people and I'm like, I can't see anything. And they're like, what? It's right there. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I like you wow, out. Cool, thanks. Yeah, how nice for you. Now yeah. I see it. <laughs> uh, really enjoyed Shifu as well, which was essentially Kung Fu Sekiro, very similar in the way the game played, which is this really nice balance mechanic of you. You know, you can play really aggressive, and I guess it's advised by the game, but then you are going to be more likely to hit. I mean, to get hit if you're you know throwing hands all the time. So you have to manage your position again. Um, it was, was really fun. Uh, I think the uh, the thing I enjoyed the most was the age mechanic and how you could restore your age. Dying multiple times basically aged you up so quickly. Uh, so you didn't get the chance to learn a boss pattern very quickly. You had to go over that and over and over. And when you got that game over, you had to do the whole level again, which for me was very frustrating. But... Um, for me, it was very funny. <laughs> so it's like a roguelike then. Yeah. Okay. Much. I can't. I can't play roguelikes. I tried with Dreamscaper, which was an indie game, and I just get really pissed off when I have to start over. <laughs> when I get to a certain part, like I literally like rage quit, and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> because like sometimes you get so far and you don't know how mm. you got that far. It's just a mm. good run, and you can never replicate that run. Yeah. And you don't know I if that. you're getting more angry or if the game is just fucking. <laughs> so, where like a rock paper scissors kind of like Venn diagram, like you hate yeah. me, like uh, from soft games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate from soft games. You, you hate roguelikes. Like Andy, do you? <laughs> what do you hate? Uh, almost everything. But I mean. <laughs> I... <laughs> I make it work. The, the few things I do like, I like hard. So it's a, it's a good balancing act, uh, such as Shifu, for example. I just think I, I didn't allow myself to quit, even though I, 
If I wasn't streaming, I definitely would have had some breaks, you know, play something more chill. Said, but, um... I know, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, just every time you were like 70 years old, throwing hands, I was dying laughing in the chat. Man. Was just, was so just like, Grandpa, please. <laughs> please sit down, Grandpa. Just some tea, it's fine. Come on. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm just looking at this old man like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how bad your back's feeling. We are finishing this game together. Get your ass up. But uh, very rewarding when you actually kill a boss. Completing the game felt really good as well because I never have to play it again. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed that game. And uh, of course, God of War Ragnarok. I'm still playing it at the moment. But what I've played so far, I really do enjoy. Um, the, you can tell that they've got a different director leading this game. It feels very different. The way the story's been told is incredibly different. And I still don't know whether I like everything that's not playable yet, as in the cutscenes. There's a lot going on in the game, and I, I will try not to spoil anything because I know Destiny's still yet to play. But um, I think they've given everyone some character, and mm. I, uh, I appreciate the effort. But I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the execution 10 times out of 10. Um, but so focusing on the positives, I really enjoy the um, the in-game mechanics better. I think it plays better than the 2018 title. I think it's so smooth. Um, and I am still playing on the hardest difficulty. And I think I have a problem. I actually think I've got a medical mm. problem where I'm addicted <laughs> to hard games. <laughs> And anything that doesn't have a hard mode kind of doesn't do it for me. I need to stop, but I don't know how. <laughs> Maybe it's just like you you need that ego boost of being like, yeah, like I beat this on the hardest level. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe deep down inside your little gamer boy is just like crying for a hug and like just and like recognition. Come here. I will say, I will say, I don't think it's that because I don't necessarily care about the recognition okay. i care about the fun that i get when i um so normally if i can if i can make nine mistakes and still beat a boss fine that's cool but then i haven't been challenged if i can make one mistake and then i kill the boss if i make a second mistake i'm dead then it's a lot more challenging it's a lot more frustrating mm. and when you pass that test it's a lot more fulfilling so i think it's that the adrenaline rush from being a really hard boss. I think that's what it is. The razor's edge, like that you're, that you're kind of like dancing up there. Mm. Yep, moonwalking very badly. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave up on Sekiro. That was the last FromSoft game I'm ever playing. I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> Ali, you got to pick it up, man. It's so fun. I, I cut off this. It's like an old game at this point. I cut off this giant monkey's head after like playing... Like <laughs> 45 minutes of this one boss just 45 minutes of just doing this one boss that's too I, that's too long uh, only yeah, 45 I, minutes i killed it and i was like i'm done and then my man stood back up and the health bar turned back up i was like are you nah 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 i've got better i'm going outside the only, <laughs> the only games that i'll spend like hours fighting a boss is because i know i'm used to it is final fantasy and that is because they've like taught me that that's what i already know that like 
he's gonna like transform and morph into like 50 other things before I actually <laughs> get to kill him. So I'm I'm prepared for that. But for any other game, I get really mad. I'm like, what do you mean you're not dead? I was playing Guild Wars and I got super mad. Like there was like <laughs> there was like two bosses that you had to fight at once and then one died and then we were like, okay, now we just have this other boss. And that the one that didn't die, because you cannot kill both of them at the same time. Um absorbed the dead body and power of the other one and went back to full health and i was like are you fucking kidding me like this no, is an mmo it should not be this hard <laughs> like i was so bad i'm good like, I'm, I'm hella good actually <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of that i'm not a fan yeah, of that at no. all i yeah. if the last couple of years have taught me anything i'm very happy to go i'm not abusing myself like yeah. I'm, just, I'm not gonna do that like <laughs> the world abuses you enough like why why put yourself through it you know if like true. if a game is too hard then i'm not going to enjoy the game because i'm going to be frustrated constantly on how to like progress through the game mm. so like i usually play my games on normal like if there's a like a thing at the beginning where it's like you can play hard easy normal i usually play it on normal unless it's like a heavy narrative game and then i play it on easy because i really want to focus on like the narrative also mm. it makes me feel more powerful when i could just go through and like kill a bunch of stuff so that's always nice I, i'll like i'll go to hard if i've completed a game if mm. i love the game and i love the world then i'm happy to go back and get more challenge but like the first time i want to experience something i want to experience it on the terms of what it's giving me yeah. not on this exam that it's suddenly given me <laughs> yeah on skills that i don't have and mm -hmm. i have to learn on the fly while being abused that's that's not a proposition i'm very like kind of like yeah it's not for me andy's well, like give fair. me all the torture <laughs> give me give me <laughs> all <laughs> give me all that what that's like i'm ready i'm ready only in certain genres of games so like with last of us i will never go above normal because shooting is just not my thing and even aiming and throwing i don't know why i'm just not very good at that <laughs> i I, I played Last of Us One, and a friend of mine got like very angry at me because like that—that's the bit with the tunnel where it's like a lot of big horrible zombies, and I hate—I hate the combat in that game. Um, so I just cheesed that and I ran the whole way through the tunnel. I didn't fire a single bullet. <laughs> right? and, and they were sitting there watching me, like kind of going, "Oh, you're gonna have this great whole scene, and it's gonna be real tough. And you're gonna have a wait." What, and what you, you ran what all the way through it. What are you doing? <laughs> You know what? That is amazing because your friend thought you were going to struggle like he did because he didn't want to be smart. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm. Like the the thing I love the most in gaming is breaking games. And if mm. I can che find cheesy ways to do things, I'm going to do it. Right. And like I was just watching them and I was like, do you not know me at all? What's going to happen? I was like, I, I figured think out you could tough. like slide over some of the cars and like the zombies just couldn't like pathfind to you. I was like, ah, chef kiss. <laughs> I hate zombie games. Like I can't do it. So I would have done the same thing as you. Like face a zombie or find a way around not facing a zombie. Every single time I'm going to try to find my way around it. <laughs> Put on my running shoes. Mm -hmm. Do what you've seen, Bolt impression. <laughs> Get on my Air Jordans. I don't even think they make those anymore. But... <laughs> Just like well, I stretching think hamstrings. <laughs> hey guys, I know that you're enjoying the podcast that you're watching and or listening to, but I wanted to take a little bit of time, not too much, to uh, thank Logitech 
for the invite to their first ever Logitech Masterclass. Hopefully it's the first of many that we get invited to. And I wanted to thank Logitech for these cool gifts that they got us as well. The Logitech Litra Glow. I'm sure that's gonna be essential for creators of all sizes. I can tell when a creator really cares about their craft and you can tell the picture quality, the camera quality is a lot higher. And if you're thinking that you're watching the video or you're seeing some pictures and the camera quality looks really sharp, nine times out of 10, it's the lighting. And for us, the Litra Glow is going to be very helpful because it's small, it's compact, it's very simple to use. On top of that, got the G435. These look so cute. I love the design, the color scheme of these. I can't wait to get these on and start using these. You can have these wireless as well and just have the Bluetooth working. And that's gonna be one less wire for me to worry about when I live stream or I record some videos or a podcast. And finally, the Wonder Boom 3, which I'm reliably informed is waterproof. So I can't wait to test that on my next summer vacation. And I can't wait to annoy all of my neighbors in my next intense gaming session. If you'd like to get these gifts for yourself or for a loved one this season, make sure you check out the description for the links to these products. Again, that's the Logitech Litra Glow. It's the G435 and the Wonder Boom Free. If there are Amazon affiliate links, they will be in the description. And I hope that you use those links because we can get a little bit of a commission and that will help the streamcast out greatly. Now, I'm gonna let you get back to the episode. I've taken enough of your time. I think that goes to show <laughs> that there is more than one play to, more than one way to play a specific game. Whether it's difficulty, play style, the fact that you get more options, I think goes to show what a great game can offer you. Mm. Other games that have been released this year that you haven't yet had the chance to play, but you would like to, maybe next year. Hassan? Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few. Um, there's Norco, which is like a narrative-based game, which I've been hearing. Like the story is utterly amazing. Like one of the one of the better kind of like narrative-driven games. Um, I also want to play a bit of Terra Nil. Um, that indie game, I think it's only on PC at the moment, unfortunately. Um, if I do get a good PC up and running, then I will <laughs> definitely play that game. Where it's it's kind of like a reverse town builder where you're reinvigorating nature and like bringing life back to like this barren, desolate world. The game looks gorgeous. Um, and the third game is a game called The Wandering Village where you build a town on top of the back of this giant dinosaur-like creature and you have to guide it through this world full of like poison and marshes and finding food and like resources and managing your villages and all that kind of stuff and it's, it looks amazing. I, yeah, I really like the sound of that last one. What was it called? Uh, the Wandering Village. The Wandering Village. I think we're all taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> it all sound dope. How about you, Destiny? Um, it's actually an old game. I can't remember when it came out, but it's, um, I've been really wanting to play more like vampire games. I don't know why I'm just in the mood to play them. I was playing V Rising. I do want to get more into that because I love survival type of sandboxy games, but, um, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song 
which is actually for PlayStation 4. Um, I was excited because there was a black girl on the cover. So <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I want to see what this game is about. Um, and then I think another game that I recently just picked up in, um, I kind of want to get more into, it's an MMO, but it feels like it's a single player game because you can't really do a lot of missions together, but it's called Tower Fantasy. And it was just released on Steam. I love MMOs that are like action packed so I can move around and like beat the crap out of things. And there's no like hard, like hardcore cooldown between things. And so far I've only played a little bit of it, but like, I'm really enjoying it. So if you like that kind of like anime RPG uh, kind of style, it's free to play. So definitely check it out. But like, yeah, that's what's on my radar moving forward other than God of War. And I do want to play Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and that's also because I really love the way they did the black people in that game. Like, I just love the aesthetic of them. I just thought I was blown away by how beautiful those characters were when we first, like the buzz of the game was first around. Um, I just have to really sit down and do it. And I think because I work in the game industry now, the last thing I want to do is play some games half of the time. Yep. So, I 100% hear it. Yeah. Like, yeah. but yeah, those are the games I'm looking to play. And obviously, like, um, more indie games. Uh, there's a couple that are coming out which are like witchy based. I think Chucklefish is putting out one. And I don't know why I can't think of its name. Either it's like Witchbrook or something like that, which is super. I love almost everything Chucklefish puts out. Like, I just love their style of games and things like that. So I'm really excited to like dive into this and like do some spell casting and stuff like that. So, yeah. Have nice. you played Witchwood? No, but that's very similar to what Chucklefish is going to put out. And I need to play Witchwood. I really do need you, you to need just to sit Witchwood. down and like play some games. Listen, every time I sit down and I have time, I literally go on YouTube and watch this like adult doll collector make crafts. Like that's all I do. Or I watch Same. this guy eat food from different countries. Like I, I do absolutely nothing <laughs> with my time. No, I hear right. it. I hear it. Like there's, there's a few like YouTube rabbit holes that I always just lose myself in. And I'm like... I've been doing this for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> I will binge watch all of her stuff. And it's like, some of it I think is stupid. Um, I hope she never watches this. But like, she hey, plays no, no, with no. dolls and like does uh, like, like scenes and stuff. And I'm like, this is so dumb. But I'm like, just watching. I just binge it. Can you let us know who it is so we can link them? No. This, this episode. Yeah, some free no. promo, free shout out. Because, because um, I love her, you know, and I you know yeah so no i'm not going to just know that she's um she collects dolls and she does diys and if you find her by chance then i'll be like yeah that's her but um i'm not gonna throw myself under the bus asan you know what we need to do just search mm -hmm. adult doll collector on youtube there's so many though i don't know oh my god I don't know. I guess it's kind of like their hobby. Like, you know, how like we play a bunch of games, like they mm. collect dolls. Fair enough. Yeah. There's there's yeah. like a, a set of like YouTubers who like make cool things out of like clay and stuff, which I find super therapeutic to watch. Mm. So like I totally get it. Like I could totally see, and there's like people who like paint Warhammer, like Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Super relaxing kind of watching, just put it on in the background and like while you're doing other things. Mm. I straight up fall asleep to her sometimes. Like, I just be knocked out. 
yeah. Proper comfort watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. YouTube is dope, honestly, and everyone will have their own kind of comfort watch. Like I was talking to someone the other day who said they like to watch people. You know, they're like power washers. Yeah, you just use those, and they'll just watch them for hours. So everyone's got that kind of content that they first look at it and and they're like, "That's dumb," but then they're watching <laughs> it three hours later. So yeah, everyone's got their own kind of thing. I don't know what it is for me to be honest, but I do be spending time on YouTube. Mainly watching mutuals, maybe you know, nerd alternatives and burnout brighter out here. I'll be out here supporting the artists. YouTube, okay, listen, <laughs> I'm so bad at watching other podcasts. Like, and I, I want to get better at it, but I literally, I'm just like, I could just go talk to them. That's literally what comes into my mind. Like, I can just go talk to them and ask their opinion. Um, so if I'm listening to something and I don't need a visual, it's usually music. It's really hard for me to just listen to people talk because mm. then I'll start wanting to say stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're not here. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten really bad at that recently. I'll, I'll start responding and thinking up responses to podcasts <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's being in the podcasting world or listening to so many. I don't know, man. It's weird. <laughs> this is why I can't watch like Twitch pods because like. I'll think of a dumb joke and then that will live in my head for the next 48 hours. Because like, you weren't able to get it out, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, like, I'm haunted by like this pun that I made like like 13 hours ago. And it's like, this is my life now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. What am I meant to do with it? <laughs> oh, God. It's a, hard one. it's a hard one title. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> I always think people who can think of puns are super clever because I never, I never do. So I'm always excited when I'm around people who think of puns because it's like, oh my God, that shit was mad clever, son. <laughs> like I get so hyped because I, my brain doesn't think like that, right? Like mm. I don't, I can't like pull jokes out of the air. It is, it is a curse more than anything else. Because like 99% <laughs> of the time it'll be in a serious situation where I'll be having a conversation with someone and they'll look at me, they're like, are you, don't you don't say it don't say it i'm looking at them like <laughs> i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it <laughs> i think that's like every third conversation that we have hassan <laughs> it's like literally my how my brain works it's like that um like the word association thing mm. but it's yeah. stupid <laughs> i think no, rappers man, do that though like yeah. I think they're able to like, and that's how they're able to just do free flows that are really good. I have good no respect for any rapper who can't do a free flow. That sounds really mean, but like, I think <laughs> no, that's no, part of like, I just, no, that's, it's a hot take, but I agree that 100%, that's the purest form of rap. Yeah. Freestyle. Mm -hmm. You're in Flex's place and you can't do a freestyle? Get out of here. Yes. No, no, no. Thank why, you. Why are you on sway? You don't have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh Kanye and Sway. Jeez. That's a whole nother conversation. There's that video that like lives in my head rent free where it's this um this poet and he goes on this morning TV show and like they ask him, can he do a a freestyle poem? And I've never seen a man look like he's buffering more. It's <laughs> it's delightful. Like I just I can't explain to you how much joy that, that video gives me because he just stares off into the middle distance. And like, there's nothing behind the eyes. Just say no. He's like, yeah. 
<laughs> Hold on, it's coming. It's coming. Oh god, I've got this whole song. They like Hold hand on. to like the the host of the show, and they're just like. <laughs> That's why you your have hands. like a list of things that you're allowed to ask people when they come on to the show. Yep. Like if yep. you go off script, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Well, certain <laughs> guests don't um, aren't like that. But I know as soon when you get to the big stars, they tend to be. Yeah. like, you can't talk about this, 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 this. So yeah, I'm a <laughs> if I was that. even if, if I'm I was a rapper, <laughs> yeah, if I was a rapper, I'd definitely be like, don't ask me to freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the first thing they ask you to do, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yo, like, we going to throw in this beat freestyle. And I'll be like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm good. So they can flip it. Yeah, No, yeah. no, no, no. I, <laughs> I haven't stretched my rap muscles. <laughs> yeah, sorry, these vocals aren't short. <laughs> this is why I'm not like the the host of like the segments in our podcast. Because I will ask people some mad questions. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be able to help myself. So, like, I do that. I do that even on stream. I'm like the worst for it. I don't know why anybody like listen. I feel like Please. I have so many haters because they're like, damn, Destiny, just like leave Matt alone. Like, why are you all up in his grill about everything? But like, I'd be mad curious. I'd be right? like, so I don't know. I did I, think- I did it when we did Black Voices in Gaming. And um we had I forgot. He made the game uh suck of sucker for love or something like that and it's like a dating game but it has like elements of like cthulhuism or whatever oh, you, you know what i'm yeah, talking when you went yeah i know the one you right went. so i didn't know that he was black i i assumed that the person who made it was probably japanese because it was just done so well um so he came on and i was like you know i'm asked right like you can't be on black voices in gaming and me not ask when are you going to make a black protagonists in your games like you're black yourself right so people are like damn Destiny, like you, you just be putting people on the spot but i'm like yes. i feel like <laughs> those are the kinds of questions that i should be asking like as a black creator like why are you not creating black content you know so any anytime somebody comes on i like let them know you i'm gonna ask this question I, I love it. You're, you're <laughs> know, though. Like at this point, there's a destiny tax. Like, yeah. You, right? pay yeah. Pay, like, you pay the toll and you keep it moving. And to be fair, I send them links to our podcast, and I'm like, so you get it. You get a feel of who I am. And if you didn't watch that, that's not on me. That's no, that's on, on them. They didn't do their homework. <laughs> I don't think that's an out of pocket question at all, though. Mm-hmm. I don't you're, either, but like he felt put on the spot. Like you could tell, like he was not happy about the question because the way he answered it was kind of like, yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> well, you know, you're on Black Voices and Gaming. Like, of course, we're going to ask those kinds of questions. Like, you can't be on this show <laughs> and not have me ask that kind of question because everybody in that game, in his first game, it's a white guy who's the protagonist. And then there's like the Cthulhu chick. I don't know what she's, I guess she's just Cthulhu. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what she's supposed to be. And then the second one is like this, this white girl with like blonde hair. And then the third one is a cat demon person, right? So she looks like a cat demon person. But like, to me, I was like, and she's like Egyptian looking, right? So I was like, to me, if you're going to make another game, it would be nice to see some people of color in your game just because like, 
coming we we just aren't in enough games and if we mm -hmm. want to see ourselves in games we have to put ourselves in games especially as a developer right so if mm -hmm. you have creative freedom and you're making your own game why not put us in the game and i think overall people are afraid even which is really sad even in the black community that if they make a black protagonist um or like their cast is all black the game's not going to sell as well and mm -hmm. that's super shitty that's really really sad um, but I'm like, your first game already sold really well. So people are excited about the second game. So I'm gonna need some black people in it. <laughs> it's like you're in known quantity at this point. Like the, the worry is, is less there, but like, yeah, that is such yeah. an important point. Cause like when we grew up, like games and like books, there were very, very, very few black leads in fantastical heroic settings. Absolutely. And when they were there, they were either like bit side characters or mm -hmm. the bad people. And that really messes with your self-image when you are a gamer or a nerd or like you love novels and books and that kind of stuff so it's like if you have the ability to kind of control that narrative going forward like it's it's yeah. not much but it, right. it will mean the world to someone else coming on you know what exactly I, mean? I think the guy who wrote scott pilgrim actually like because isn't he's asian but he only has like one asian character in the in the original story and he didn't realize that like, because he had been surrounded by like white people for the longest time that he had made all of his characters white and didn't mm. put himself in his own story, right? And so somebody called attention to that, which now I'm really happy to see that like some of the stuff that he's come out with, he's really diversified it. And I just want people to know that like, if we wanna see ourselves in things like, and we have the ability to do it, like we need to be doing that. Like we need to be furthering our narrative um, as much as possible because they're not doing it for us, right? Like mm -hmm. the reason why they're doing it is because there's backlash on the fact that they haven't been doing it. Mm -hmm. It is not because like genuinely a lot of people in Hollywood feel like there should be more diversity. We'll just, the people at the top, we'll just be real about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, if you look 10 years ago, there were nada, right? Like black people have been making black films, but none of them were blockbuster, right? None of them were blockbuster. So like, Black Panther, I feel like, is the first one with like an all black cast that didn't depend on a major white lead to be in the movie to like uplift it. Like it was just black people doing black stuff and the side characters were white, which was beautiful because I, I just get tired of seeing us as the friend or the token. Mm. You know, yeah. so. or like the magical person to kind of give the MacGuffin to the hero. Right, right. That it, that needs to go away. It I, definitely, I it definitely so needs to go away. And I totally agree. Um, I think I'll end my conversation on this by saying uh, I watched this um, this clip of Denzel Washington uh, talking about like one of the roles that he was supposed to be getting, um, and it was about. I can't. either he was getting it was it was his character basically bidding getting put through the trenches like terrible things consistently happening to his character like him getting hanged or like you know and that shows a lot of symbolism right like a mm. black man being hanged especially mm -hmm. in america right so they were like when he was talking to them if i find this clip i'll send it to you when he was talking yes, to them and asking more about it they kind of laughed, right? And he was like, well, was it funny? 
And like a lot of people got it, like they got upset at first. And this is like, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm literally repeating what he said, but he was like, would you find it funny? Like, did you find it funny when like the Jews were being gassed? Right. Like, and obviously nobody said anything like they didn't mm -hmm. find that funny. So he was like, that's my point. Like, why would you think it would be funny to have all of these terrible things happen to a black character? And, um, at the time he was, I can't remember what actor, I think it was Sidney Poitier or, or someone else he was talking to. And they literally told him it, it, they were like, the first major role you take is going to set up how you're seen in Hollywood from that point on. Right. And so he didn't take that role, obviously, but there've been so many stories of where black actors have stepped up and said, okay, well explain to me why you think this is okay. Actually, Chadwick Boseman did a whole speech about it where he was in a care, he was playing a character who kind of like went off the deep end and like took a hostage and like a hospital or something like that. And then he was like, well, can you explain more to me about this character? And they were like, well, you know, like he's raised by a single mother and he's like, okay, but where's his father? Right. And they're like, well, you know, he's like, you know, like that stereotypical bullshit that you see like in a lot of movies. Right. Mm -hmm. So he got a call the next because they loved how he portrayed the character. Like he did do like a couple of scenes and they were like, we love it. Da -da -da -da. So when he was asking for more information, he got, can I guess, like typecasted as like too difficult to work with. Right. Because he wanted to know, like, why, why is this character being portrayed this way? Mm. And where are you getting the story from? And why is he like acting like this? What is his like, you know? And so I think it's important for us to write stories because we're going to write stories from our perspective. And our, our perspective is incredibly different than a white person's perspective of the black experience. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. 100%. So. But I will send you guys those clips because I, I just thought that was really powerful. And I think a lot of people really need to like see those kinds of things, especially black creators and developers, because like we have the you have the power to create something so amazing for the people, for the culture and just for minorities in general, not just black people. But mm -hmm. um, and we need that. We, we absolutely need that. And that's why I'm really proud of Ryan Coogler, because like. He's really done the damn thing with both of those movies and trying to show a lot of representation. And I appreciate that. And I want to see more of that in video games. Absolutely. Genuine we representation. Sorry, Hassan, go on. Yeah, I was going to say exactly that. Like, um, I, I want to see black stories that aren't tragedy either. Like that yes. Is, yeah. That is something that's like... No more roots. Yes, exactly. Like it, it's like I hate, like as an African person, I hate how Africa is portrayed. Whenever Africa yeah. is panned to for mm. dramatic effect, it makes me like incandescently angry. Like I, the most important thing to like give a story weight is to listen to the people whose story it is. And I really think like with the way like the diaspora is putting up stories and African creators are putting up stories, I think it's. <clears throat> I, th I think it's like we're in an amazing time where like these voices are finding ears across like the world like regardless of like the person's skin tone or what have you it's we just need to not have a point where we're like okay cool that's enough of that now we, right. we need to keep this kind of momentum going like because because I really think we are building to a better place and I'm I'm really hopeful about that.
Me too. I agree. Yeah. Me too. I, I would like to think in the next five years, we are at a place where we are seeing several different creations in different avenues, movies and video games, where we're seeing champions of the Black experience from various parts, whether it's Black American, Black British. Yes. And the Galiz, for example, there are so many different stories to be told. And with accessibility at an all-time high, there is no reason that you can't get some Senegalese consultants. You, There's no reason why you can't get someone from the background that you are trying to tell mm -hmm. that story about to make sure your story is as genuine as possible. Because mm. I think now consumers, we can just smell, we can smell the bullshit straight away and we're just mm -hmm. not going to engage with a game that's, or a medium that's just trying to tell a story to, to make a quick buck. I think that is the most important thing. If you're going to tell a story about the black people, make sure it's a realistic story. Make sure it's not just a, was it a, a torture porn story? We're done with mm. that. Mm -hmm. I don't watch slave films anymore. I've had enough for a lifetime. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch them anymore. Um, I know the Emmett Till story is coming out and I know I'm not going to be able to watch that. Like, I don't know if you guys, do you guys know about the Emmett Till story? Uh, yeah, where he yeah. was murdered by a bunch of people and he was a, he's a child. Yeah, he was like, 12 years old and he went down to the he was from chicago went down to see his family and this white woman said that he whistled at her and so her husband and a couple of his friends went to um emmett's grandfather's house demanded that they send the boy out and then they tortured and beat him to death years later this woman came out and said she lied about that and they're doing a, the the reason why it's so important in American history is because that was like the catalyst for the civil rights movement, like like what, mm. what really pushed because she refused to close his casket and she wanted the world to see what they did to her son. Um, it's it's such a sad story. I know I'm not going to be able to watch it. I know why they're making it, but also like I want to get to a point where we don't have to have these conversations where it's just mm -hmm. commonplace to see our faces in our stories in the media, where it's not like we're constantly being like, we want to see this because they're already doing it. And I think that's when I'll be like at peace is when like it's just commonplace to see us all over the place, you know? Agreed. Yeah, I just I just want to see me being more chaotic everywhere. Yeah, that is, that is my I want to see more Hassan. I want to see more Andy. You know, talking about Cyclops, who's a narc. <laughs> like, I, I want to see like the the Comic Con, like the main stage. Andy walks on, puts yes. the visor on. The next Marvel movie, I'm Cyclops. And then I'm just in the background, narc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's make that happen. Black Cyclops, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> he can't oh, be the man. only one with those powers. The way the mutant world works. No. There's got to be somebody else. It's going to yeah. be Andy. I mean, like, <laughs> eye beams is kind of sucky. Like, I don't. I do feel another. like his power is, like, the worst. They're kind like, of lame. <laughs> he can't just open up his. Like, can you imagine, like, every intimate act he does, he has to be wearing those sunglasses? <laughs> That would kind of be like a mood killer, wouldn't it? Like, it would be like, babe, can you take off your visor? Nah. It, no. You, you think he has like sexy visors? Like, like he would. I hope so. <laughs> like like vision lingerie. <laughs> That's why Jean cheated on him. He could never look her in the eye. Oh, oh. Uh, the this problem is real you always see the best in people. 
Actually, he cheated on Gene. Okay, so let's, let's be real. He cheated on Gene with Emma Frost. So, <laughs> all right, before we all uh, get cancelled, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what, guys? It's an eye for an eye. <laughs> this is how I know I'm sick because I haven't removed Hassan. He's made like four, four of his dirty puns. <laughs> My job is done. I can go home now. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god. Well, one of the most important people that talks about games is the Game Awards. And while I have certain issues with the Game Awards, they are one of the biggest platforms out there in the world. And they have selected the games that are going up for the Game of the War, Game of the Year Award. Game of the War. <laughs> Game of Award. I guess you know what my shout is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the first game is a Plague Tale Requiem. Requiem? Sorry. Requiem. Elden Requiem, yes. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Hassan, what is your personal shout out of those six to win Game of the Year? <clears throat> Uh, I I know Elden Ring's gonna win, but uh, I have a lot of time for Stray, mainly because it is very unlike a lot of the games that people are gonna see on this list and how it tackles narrative storytelling. It's a it's an incredibly beautiful game, and it's a very short one. It's it's one you can like finish in like two things, and it just tells with zero words from your character a very heartwarming kind of heart-wrenching story like i i don't want i'm not gonna spoil anything play it you're gonna be a cat you're gonna do cat things and everything that entails it's delightful i i'm really impressed when games can tell a coherent story with no dialogue and obviously that means no text either i think it's that's damn near a superpower just through actions and choices that you make you're telling a story i can't wait to play cat the game Destiny, have you played Stray? I have it. I have not played it yet. I feel like I need to be ready to play it, like to sit down, because I'm going to lose my life to it, because I love cats. Um, <laughs> but um, I was surprised to see it up there, just because it's an indie game. But I think it's going to be the underdog game of the year. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. hopefully it's going to win some stuff. It's not just up there to be like, hey, we, we, we're also throwing in indie games. I really mm. hope that like it walks away with something because it deserves it. Um, I've been following the game since they first came out. And I was like, oh, my God, I get to be a cat. So, yeah. <laughs> there's like um, there's there's like robots in the world that will talk to you. Mm. But it tells it's the it's the game that understands cat, uh, cats the most. If that makes sense, like if you ever owned a cat, you know kind of how cats yeah. react to things and like how they'll they'll have like a very unique identity about like how they'll interact with people and like the world around them and like how they hold themselves and it's it's very delightful to see like this robot talk at you and you just be like I'm a fucking cat <laughs> <laughs> doing uh, cat things. <laughs> this your gloss. <laughs> Oh my god, why are cats like that? They're that, that, amazing. They just knock stuff off for no reason. Are they just trolls inherently? I th I, I think so. I think we are a bit trolly, but like I feel like we all love trolls to an extent. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they just push your buttons sometimes. Sometimes you need it. 
my cat, um, rest in peace, um, did not knock stuff off. But what she would do is she had this thing about chewing on really crackly like pieces of plastic. So God mm. forbid she found one because she knew it would <laughs> irritate me and she would take it to the far corners of my apartment. And then at night when I was going to sleep, she'd just be like, oh, and then baby. I would move in the bed because I'd get really upset. Like I'd be moving. She'd stop. <laughs> and then as soon as she felt me like falling back asleep where she thought I wasn't going to move anymore. Like she did that oh, all night long. That's it was so funny. She was an asshole, but like also she was my <laughs> asshole. So mm. the, the one my old cat used to do, she used to like climb in my window like when I'm like dead asleep. She would just put her paws on my face. Yeah. I woke up. And I, like, you'd look at her like and she'd look at you like Yeah, she didn't they don't care. They don't care. You could be mad and they're like, Yeah, well, I want you to get up. So. I'm like, it's 3 I've been asleep for 10 minutes, please. <laughs> I would purposely wake my cat up when I knew she was in a deep sleep because she would do that to me. There are people who are like, my cat's on me. I can't move it. I'd be like, get off of me, Zuri. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Fair is fair. 100%. If you're watching or listening to this podcast and you have any crazy cat stories, please leave them in the YouTube comments. Yeah. I'd love to read and laugh at them. <laughs> I've got so many. <laughs> <laughs> but Destiny, uh, what is your shout for Game of the Year? What do you want to win and what do you think will win? I want... Jesus, I'm sorry about that. I want God of War to win... But I feel like biased because I haven't played it, but I loved the first one. Like I loved the third one so much. Um, but I think Elden Ring is going to win just because it's gotten a lot of buzz. Like everybody's been playing it. So I'm pretty sure that's the one that's going to win. But if I had to be like what I want my heart, you know, my what would make my heart happy? It would be Stray. Oh, fair enough. Can I give I've... one honorable shout out? Absolutely. There's a game called Vampire Survivors. Um, and it is it is one game that I am I've been basically playing consistently like an hour or two a day. It is phenomenal. And it kicked off the whole kind of survivors genre that's taken the indie kind of world by storm this year. There's like a million and one like vampire survivors clones like Sinset. It is a feature perfect game. Everything about that game is amazing and it's like three pounds it has no right being as deep and as just rich with quality as it is i can't recommend that game enough i really if you like indie game play that game vampire survival uh, survivors yeah all right i've written and is that vampire spelled normally or yeah there's vampire with a y for some reason <laughs> and no e <laughs> Hey, oh hey. yeah, that is true. Is that how you spell it? Like the like the traditional vampires? Isn't the vampire with a Y and no E like an, an old version of like I, old English vampire or something? It might be, but I for the most part I just see the very emo scene kid. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a vampire. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect voice for it too. <laughs> uh, I don't go out in the sun. I'm a vampire. <laughs> and you drink red Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, this tomato juice is a blend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> okay, so Vampire, Vampire Survival. Survival. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. For me, I... I mean, I'm not going to lie here. I want Ragnarok to win, even though it's been out for like a week. It's just the game for me. In terms of every aspect that a game needs to be good and engaging, story, action, in-game mechanics, some sort of learning curve, it's got it all. And I can't wait to finish the game and provide spoilers for everyone. So I hope Ragnarok (laughs) wins. But I also have to respect the dominance that Elden Ring has been on. Again, another From Software game, which is the one game that I've wanted to play this year that I haven't had the chance to. And I can't wait to play after I finish Ragnarok. But Elden Ring has just spent so long at the top and it's just kept going and it's kept going. And I usually see a lot of people stream a new game on release day. It happens. I've seen it with Pokemon. I've seen it with Horizon, Shifu, you name it. But then a week goes by and they're all yeah, back, back to playing. Back to Elden games. Ring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. With, with Elden Ring, people are still playing that game. That game is not stopped in terms of playtime. I know people have platted the game and now they're stopped. But for a long time, maybe the first six months of this year, all I could see was Elden Ring on Twitch, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go anywhere without seeing any Elden Ring stuff, which was really hard for me because I wanted to play the game somewhat in order. I feel like there's got to be something said about that. Elden Ring, a game that is notoriously difficult, and the director has said, I'm not going to make the game easy just to get new players. <laughs> they need to get good or suffer. And, you know, people have taken to the game. I think that goes a long way to showing how From Software have been able to actually make good games now. And I think Elden Ring are probably going to win it. And I'm not mad at that. I would say they deserve it. But if Ragnarok wins, I want to mm. be insufferable. Block me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Block me on Twitter. Block me on Instagram. <laughs> if you change your profile picture to Kratos, I'm blocking you forever. Like that's that's it. We're done. <laughs> I, I, I had an old tag. I'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm excited to like speak to both of you guys when you when you do finish it because like I'm here at the other end of the game. I finished it and I'm like dying to talk to it to to people about it because i love that game i love it so much and the catharsis that you feel as you progress through the story is ridiculous it's so well put together i know i'm gonna be playing it in december because i have less work to do so um that'll probably be my december game and i know when i get into a game i don't put it i like i'm really bad at binging so i know like i'll play it to a ridiculous amount matt is always surprised I find a game I like and I beat it before he does and he's like oh wow because he <laughs> runs through games so quickly but if I really like a game I will play it for hours so yeah I've yep. if it wasn't for hygiene and work I would be <laughs> playing games <laughs> for days on it who <laughs> needs sleep it's fine yeah <laughs> I can't do all nighters I, I always end up crashing. Um, I think the last time I did one was to finish the first Last of Us originally um, because I set a challenge for uh, Isaac and me. Um, and after that, I, I just can't do it because I'm just, I don't know whether I'm old or weak, but I, I just can't do this. I think it's both, yeah. Whether I'm old or weak. <laughs> I can't do this 
let me bang out a game. I uh, I need to take breaks. But I do hear what you're saying, Destiny, in, in, ter- in terms of when I'm obsessed with a game, I have to beat that game. I, I won't play anything else until I yes. play that game. And that's how I feel with Ragnarok. Normally, I like to switch up my games. If I'm stuck on a bus, I'll play something else and then I can come back to that bus and beat it. But I don't want to do that with Ragnarok. I, I just, can't do that. Yeah. I haven't played any of the other Castlevanias because I still haven't beaten one of the Castlevanias on my Game Boy Advanced. And that was over 10 years ago. And that is because I think there is a glitch and I cannot find the fucking shoes that make you jump really high. I've looked all over the map. I can't find them. And I'm like, until I find these shoes, I'm not playing any more Castlevanias. And yeah, I, it's those Air Jordans again. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I, like, I don't know where they are. And this is before, like, people were putting up videos of their gameplay. So I'm, like, looking up and somebody's like, you head west and then east. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Just left or right? Like, what are you doing right now? So it's maybe like, one day. Sea of, like, Sea of Thieves, when people say, like, port or starboard, I'm like, you're online. <laughs> <laughs> you're not on a fucking boat, mate. <laughs> are you, can you some other sea? No, they <laughs> You fucking jobs worth. Stop role playing right now. Where do you want me? Yeah. Like, I'll take off this peg leg and beat you to death. With it. <laughs> Love that. Oh my god. So I think there's a consensus there of all of us liking Ragnarok, secretly rooting for Stray, but maybe coming to terms with the fact that Elden Ring is probably going to steamroll at the Game Awards. And I think Elden Ring and Ragnarok have like. 13 nominations or something stupid like that. They're almost mm. in every category. They when are. I was voting, it was kind of weird because I just kept seeing those two games. Hold they on. were like best sports game. It was like God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> I was like, what? Best family game. <laughs> <laughs> best simulation. <laughs> Fucking wild. But it, it, again, it goes to show how much effort, time, money, and love needs to go into these games. Did they crunch? Who knows? But a lot was put into these games and it shows <laughs> those of you who are watching and or listening please leave a comment let us know what your shout for game of the year is going to be this year do you think it's going to be the favorite Elden Ring do you think it's going to be God of War Ragnarok or do you have another game up there in the running let us know Minecraft always <laughs> Minecraft should be nominated every year. I think I really do <laughs> think it should be nominated. Like people have not because when you said like Elden Ring, people still play it. People still play Minecraft, Minecraft. like all ages mm. consistently. It has not died off. It has only gotten more, and it's it's never nominated. I yeah. got back into it this year because a friend of mine's like mad into it. And he was like, Oh yeah, we play online. Come come join us on our server. I was like, oh yeah, how 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 wild can it be? I was like, it's I, I need to ready. do other things with my life. Me, <laughs> I, can't, I can't live here. You weren't ready. And they're consistently updating <laughs> like their servers and stuff. So I don't know why I don't know why Minecraft is never one of the games that's like <laughs> been considered game of I mean, I guess they're not having sex with the right people, you know, like to be put on the list or whatever. It's hard in all blocks, you know. Mm. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Destiny just <laughs> uncovered a huge scandal here. <laughs> if we if we learn that Joseph Farris was Game of the Year nominated several times because he was banging his way to the top, 
I wouldn't be surprised even a little bit. Like, I would not even be a tiny bit surprised. I just want the names of whoever he's doing it with so I could, like, follow up, you know? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn up to the Game Awards with no game. Yeah, and it, it'll just win. And just, like, wink at Jeff Keighley, like, Jeff? <laughs> you may go now, Jeff. I'll handle the rest. I'll see you at the after party. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. To wrap us up, we're going to talk a little bit about 2023's gaming plan. There are a lot of heavy hitters there. Destiny, what kind of games set to come out 2023 are you most excited about? Um, Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel put on the spot here. Um, I'm not super excited about any of the games that are coming out in twin like no big hitters. I feel like if I name the ones I'm excited about, they're all like very small indie games. Um, I'm excited Love to hear those too. Okay, mm, I, I so put them on my list. there's one called Spirit Lift by uh Pretty Smart Gamers. We had them on our show. It's not me just having people. On, it's like people I get excited <laughs> about their their stuff, and then I'm like, come on to our show. Um, we, we've learned well, that you only yeah. bring people on your show after you've intensively stalked them. Yeah, this this wasn't even a lot of stalking, right? It was just like, hey, girl, hey. So okay, you know, it was, yeah, it wasn't even that much stalking. Um, so can you please stop? Like... Can you please stop calling networking stalking? Because oh, that, that is the, that is the other word for it. Oh, thank you, thank you, networking. So, you say tomato. I, I say, say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you put the whole thing up. (laughs) Listen, at some point, it's going to be like a thing where people are going to be like, hashtag Destiny, please stalk me. Okay? Like, it's going to be a thing. Uh, it sounds right. ominous. <laughs> it's it's gonna no people like our our podcast like all of our podcasts are gonna be so like phenomenal and so good. And it's like if you want to be on my podcast, ask me to stalk you, and they'll be like hashtag stalk me, <laughs> stalk me please. But stalk it is really somebody. it is really networking. I'm just I'm just being dumb. Um, but Spirit Lift is like um, it's kind of a horror esque game, and I don't I'm really out. do horror. <laughs> The listen, listen, All right, Dragon's Den. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like if you played like The Last of Us, I think you could handle this because it's very cartoony, like the the visuals. It's not like gory and stuff like that. Um, I'm excited to play that game. I'm excited to dive into it. Um, and then I think another game that I'm really excited about is one called <laughs> Y'all are gonna laugh at me. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's like this cosplaying game. <laughs> Oh, and you okay. get to dress up. Hold on, let me let me pull it up because I I want to give it like its props. And I just oh, follow windy. the people. It's called Cosplay Club, all right. Um, and basically, you dress up as like different characters, and you do fight other people at conventions. And I yo, think- this sounds sick. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? <laughs> what? Like. That is literally what every RPG is. You dress up and fight things. Right? I, I want this. So, cosplay yeah, Cosplay Club. It's on Steam. I'm super excited for that game. I'm ready to dress up in cat ears and just give these people paws all day long. That's what I'm ready to do. So I'm going to turn up as the world's weird, just like magic up. <laughs> just like... That actually sounds mad fun. You get a crowd of people as, as well, you know, around you. While you're yeah, fighting. they're all standing oh, around you as yeah. you're like fighting. Yeah. So um, 
those are the two games I'm excited about. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They could make that into a very successful fighting game franchise. Right? Where you pick San Diego Comic-Con or MTM Comic-Con <laughs> yes. London as your staging. You just walk in there beefed yeah. up, ready to throw yeah. hands. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you're this skinny dude. And as soon as you put on the costume, you become buff like He-Man. Yes. Yo! Yes. Yo! Hey! Yeah, just like okay. power up. You put like your foam sword over your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the foam sword becomes real all of a sudden. <laughs> I think we've just found our new game of the year, guys. I mean, game of the year 2023, locked yeah. in. I'm putting 100 on it. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to get the devs on your podcast, Destiny? Um, So I did like link up with them on Twitter, and I was just like, would love to have you on. So um, I'm just going to have to do that a couple of thousand more times until they're like, oh, my God, okay, we'll come on. Okay. But that'll probably be like next year because we're going to take a break for December. Oh, fair I need enough. to like start stalking you guys so then I can stalk the other guys that you're getting on because like, I want to. Yes, these this sounds awesome. Like, yes, please. Cool. Um, because like anybody that I've had on, I definitely want to have like to get more exposure. Um, this is so random, but do you guys know Boomslank? They're actually a clothing brand and they do a lot of anime esque styles, and it is mm. gorgeous. Owned by three brothers from Nigeria. I think I watched um, I, it, some of your podcasts. Like, it rings a bell. Yeah. Get them on your podcast. Okay. Amazing. Amazing people. All right. We'll do. All right, I'll use I'm your gonna... name as well, Destiny. Yeah. 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 He knows me. He knows me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll, I'll DM you for like all this kind of information because like this sound. If you know any of these kind of people, like please help me because I always want to like talk to oh, you. Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, hey, do you know this person? I'll be like, mm-hmm. if I don't know him, I'll get to know him. <laughs> you better know them. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like Destiny's the secret source of Burnout Brighter. You've been putting mm. in work. Behind the scenes, bruh. Behind the scenes. It is her We've been destiny. You. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan, let's throw the question to you. What game set for release in 2023 are you most excited about? Um, Because I'm a lifelong Bethesda fanboy, I'm excited for Starfall. Uh, Starfield, brother. Um, mm. I thought I had, I had the game play. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, was Wait, wasn't it something else? <laughs> like my brain Sorry. started to melt as I was talking. I could feel like the sentence getting away from me. Uh yeah, I'm I'm excited for Starfield. Like that game looks exactly like my kind of bag RPG wise. I like that old school kind of approach to conversation trees and kind of like having all these options and kind of weighing them up before you say anything and like having that that face to face thing is so nostalgic to me, like really Fallout New Vegas and Fallout Three vibes. I'm in, I'm in. Um, Arcane's new game as well, uh, Redfall should be out sometime like the first quarter, I think, next year. And anything Arcane, I'm in. Like the Dishonored series is incredible. If you've not played them, play them. They are so good. Uh, Prey as well. That game is criminally underrated, and they. The free thing at the end of uh, Prey, Moon Crash, is one of the greatest um, roguelikes ever made. It's fantastic. It's Deathloop, but better. <laughs> <coughs> nice. Uh, and the last one is a smaller game that um, I, I'm not really seeing a lot of like hype around, but I think it's going to be one of those games that, if they nail the landing, it's going to be something special. Um, a game called Atomic Hearts. And it looks like um, Soviet-era uh, Bioshock. It looks Ooh. 
very cool. Like, very, very cool. Like, think, like, um, propaganda and robots and sci-fi gadgets and, like, powers and all that kind of stuff. It looks hella creepy, too. Does it have those nasty little splicer kind of creatures in it? Kind of. It's more like AI and robots kind of gone wild, but, like... Oh, okay. The AI and robots don't always just look like people. Sometimes they look kind of freaky. (laughs) Okay. I'll have to see if I can handle that. I think the robots in the alien game, alien... Uh, Isolation. Yeah, those things creep me out. They just look like mannequins walking around (laughs) with blank faces. I I don't know if you know me well enough to know, but I'm a coward. I played 20 (laughs) minutes of that game and I was like, Nah, not for me, bro. <laughs> yeah, like they're scarier than the aliens to mm. me. Like they're so creepy, and I was just like, Nah, I'm good. I watched somebody else play it. I like watching other people get scared in games. That's um, a friend of mine to me. They, yeah, they love me just being terrified. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this, this isn't friendship. Like, this is <laughs> uh, for me, uh, again, being a bit basic, but the big hitters for me, uh, I'm excited about for spoken. I'm really, mm. really interested in this game. It's got a black woman as the protagonist, and I have been waiting a long time for that. Just, uh, just a story centered about a black woman. It's not happened for a long time, and I really hope that the execution is on point. It seems like they're doing everything right behind the scenes. I think they've got God of War, Uncharted, um, Last of Us people working on that game, so it seems like a real, almost super game of people working on this game and it does look really clean it does look really nice um the story i don't know too much about so i think i'm going to have to be sold on that but based on the gameplay and the visuals i'm very very sold i'm pretty sure this is the project afia game that they showed us a long time ago when they were showcasing the capabilities of the ps5 so i i it it is really cool to watch that game progress and, and become its own title and get a release date so i hope forspoken does well uh like a dragon ishin my god this i don't know why japan keeps all the cool stuff to themselves but thank thank god that they're sharing this one with the world because this game looks so cool this was in the september 13th uh, state of play showcase and all i remember is the main guy cutting a blade uh, a bullet in half with his sword i was like i'm in I'm sold. <laughs> hey, like the anime nerd in you just like started singing. Like, <laughs> there's a basic re- reptilian part of my brain. Cool flashes and cool action scenes, and I'm sold. That is it. That's why I like <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. There is like half a story in that anime. <laughs> there's like 13 episodes worth of story in that 300 episode series. It is. But it's true. And it's always the same story. <laughs> it is always the impending doom of an alien coming to destroy Earth. And, and that's the story every single time. It's, every single time. And then the danger? Is yeah. Goku strong enough to punch it? No. Yeah. Is he going to die? Yes. Is he going to come back? I'm sure Like a Dragon is going to be successful it sounds amazing I think it's handled by Sega so I have a lot of faith and I can't wait, it's going to be in February and if February this year is any indication it's probably going to be a banging month for games everything uh, that's been delayed this year is February next year by the way Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Uh, finally, Wulong Fallen Dynasty. That's the uh, final big game that I'm excited about. I've uh, been able to play a couple of times um, on my native PS5 and at EGX earlier this year, and it is another one of those tough games. Uh, Troy has named me King of the Rage Quick Games, and I see why, because every time I died, I'm like, I want to play a bit more. I got really close <laughs> to King of the Boss one time. <laughs> That is my achievement. I can't wait to be stuck on this game for eight months of the year, but it's going to be worth it because it looks fun. It's based on China very early on in the AD period. And um, I I just can't wait to get stuck in, really. I'm hoping that the story is strong. Um, again, it was just a demo, which is basically just forces you to fight. There's no world building in that. So I'm hoping that that's been worked on um black characters actually look good in this game which is kind of strange for um an eastern game mm. so um i'm really excited the uh the black female character design especially was was really quite good so i might use her in the final release of the game um and yeah that's the main reason i'm excited because i'm tired of these dark souls games and having black people with shit hairstyles and shit skin tones <laughs> I'm tired of it that gray pallor like we haven't seen the sun in 700 years yeah and they don't, yeah ashy just ashy. Just, <laughs> just always ashy you know what I mean? like i get so upset i was like who have you been looking at i found it so crazy that the first game that has my hair was pokemon mm. <laughs> what how did pokemon like how did pokemon scarlet and violet as broken as that game is have my hair like they they learned from like um animal crossing I, I really feel yeah, like Nintendo yeah, yeah. learned because, like, people were like, yo, where are the black hairstyles? And then they were like, all right, we'll give you four. <laughs> they were like, here's, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's an afro. <laughs> here's an afro. And here's some afro puffs. Here's cornrows that we'll call dreads. It's the same cornrows. It's the same cornrows, the same afro. <laughs> like, and then they're like, we're meeting our black quota. They yeah. can't say anything. We have it's an like, afro and cornrows. It's like they share the same JPEGs. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here are Didn't assets. They give Barrett cornrows in, in the newest one. Doesn't he have? No, cornrows? they can't. He, they can't. I think he's got. He's I'm got, a riot. Like, he's got, he doesn't have the same. Does he have the same hairstyle? I feel like I feel he's like, got the the kind of like the crew cut. He's got thing. a flat top does in the remake. Yeah. He, he has. Yeah. He has a flat top in the remake. Okay, I yeah. couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. I know in the original he has a flat top because that was very 90s. So yeah, I guess they just, blade, <laughs> they just it. Yeah, the blade cut. <laughs> well, thank you both for jumping on the podcast because this was very fun and very funny to hear about all of your gaming exploits and your other exploits. Um, Destiny, let's have you shout out everything that you do. Shout out Burnout Brighter and anything else you want to. Yeah, so if you guys want to check out our podcast, it's all about gaming, mental health, and social justice. It's the Burnout Writer podcast. You can find us on uh, most platforms and YouTube. We also do a podcast over at Level 1 Gaming called Bonus Level, which is just us doing a full blooper reel of just ridiculousness. So if you just want to watch some crazy stuff over there, definitely check that out. Um, I'm also the marketing manager at Freedom Games. I am personally looking to um, up our influencer campaign. I definitely want a lot more people of color. I want to diversify it. So if you are a content creator and you're looking to play some indie games, please hit me up. Let me see your stuff. Yes, I got you. Um, and I will send you some codes so we can like start off this partnership. 
And I think that's it. Oh, yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at DMBC32. And I'm on Hive, but I really only got Hive because it forces people to listen to music that I pick. <laughs> and right now it's that <laughs> So <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So you can follow me there too. So, yeah. I forgot Hive was a thing. What's going on, Hassan? Shout out the nerd alternative and everything else you want to do. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Hassan, one of the hosts of the Nerd Alternative, a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy. So we talk about video games, anime, comics, books, pretty much anything in the nerdosphere. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podchaser, any major podcast platform. We have a YouTube channel where I'm dragging my feet on a couple of reviews that will be out soon no, there's more than it's not just the hassan show yeah there's other people uh, no there, there are other people there that my other co-hosts are levi and bram who are exceptionally knowledgeable about everything nerdy too um i am gonna make them stream that's gonna happen i'm saying it everywhere hey, <laughs> it's gonna i feel bad because i didn't <laughs> shout out any of my co-hosts i was just like yeah it's me it's me <laughs> <laughs> we have Matt. <laughs> we love Matt. The stream can't yeah. hear all know yeah. about Matt. We've had him on the pod already. Yeah. But, but uh, we do, do have Lou and Evan. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Evan is really new, isn't he? Like, Evan is really new. But yeah. Evan has been in the game industry for a really long time. He is uh, one of the producers at Interrobang. And they're working on the game uh, Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch. Mm. um he also helps with like the mix and wait no i'm lying no he doesn't no he does not <laughs> oh are you about to get some fake praise evan uh, yeah but no but he's, he's a good guy he's a good guy and i love it because like we're bringing some more diversity into it it's not just me the only chocolate person there evan is also of a chocolate variation so um he's a variant <laughs> yeah i don't know i couldn't tell what, what his actual tone was you know i was trying to be very specific i don't know he might be milk chocolate with like some cinnamon or something anyways the point is what? is that like <laughs> no no please 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 elaborate yeah Andy, yeah. Andy shut up like, have you not had hot chocolate with a little bit of cinnamon in it it's delicious i think this is an american thing i don't think it's oh you've it's, never you've never done no. that it's it's more of like a, a mexican thing actually like oh. they put spices in their hot chocolate oh like hochata N not horchata it's just hot chocolate well if you're saying like how they spice horchata yes but it's like more spicy like there's okay, like a okay. a little sting to the spice but that's how they do their hot it's called mexican hot chocolate anyways yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm sorry totally I'm went to off on a tangent evan is black as well and it's nice to bring on <laughs> someone else it was also very like <laughs> we're diversifying ourselves is basically what i'm saying oh, and then we have lou who um is an incredible composer like he, he makes a lot of music and uh lo-fi beats and stuff like that so yeah those are also part of the burnout writer team you can find us on twitter uh on hive on instagram at the nerd alternative um we are on tiktok and youtube yeah that's pretty much us um one day streaming always Good. causing chaos you're welcome yeah. <laughs> And of course, you can keep up with the Streamcast on all of our platforms. Streamcast underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Streamcast on Hive. YouTube.com forward slash Streamcast to watch our podcast. And if you are watching this one or any of our other ones, please give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Tap the bell and set it to all so you get all of the videos as soon as they go live. Of course, our podcast is also on our audio-only platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Anchor and many more platforms. 
Twitch.tv forward slash Streamcast TV is where you want to go to watch us stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 9 p.m. ish UK time. Plus or minus ish. 30 minutes. Ish, ish. Ish, ish. Triple ish. I'm trying. That's my new, that's my new, res- my new resolutions to not be more than. No, actually, I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, we, we do a lot of other stuff, and you can check us out on any of the f- previous platforms to check out more of our stuff, like our blog post. The streamcast.co.uk is our website, so go there where you can actually watch our streams, watch our YouTube videos, uh, read our blog, and listen to our pods. And that, that's how you can keep up with us on all of our platforms. But until the next time, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones, enjoy whatever game you're playing over the holidays. And stay safe. We'll see you on the next streamcast. That was a sick episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking to the end. I want to let you know that you're part of the GOAT squad. So if you have heard that term, why don't you leave a comment on our YouTube video, hashtag GOAT squad, and start a little clan going of the greatest fans in the world. I wanted to let you know that we are now selling mid and post roll ads for our podcast. So if you have something you want to promote, an event, a product, something else entirely, please get in contact with us, info at thestreamcast.co.uk, so we can get a conversation going and start promoting the community's work. That's all from me. I hope you have a great day, and we'll see you on the next Streamcast.